Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Jeff from BK J Mac TV, and this is the BK J Mac Podcast Experience coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. So, tonight's episode um, is featuring the review of Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. So that was that took place in Saudi Arabia. Now it's on WWE um, TV, um, uh, the network, the WWE network. If anybody's still subscribing to it, uh, most primarily it's on Peacock. Um, if you, it's a streaming platform um, that's managed by NBC and its affiliates, and they have a deal with WWE to broadcast live pay-per-views that happen every Saturday nights. Uh, WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday night, but all the other pay-per-views are uh, have been moved to Saturday nights. So if you're here, if you're here and you're listening, this is my review. This is my take on Crown Jewel, live from Saudi Arabia. So looking at this pay-per-view, this was um, the fifth Crown Jewel professional wrestling pay-per-view. And this is uh, the second crown jewel held at the venue since 2021. Uh, this was held in the Abdul Arena um, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is under a partnership mm-hmm. with WWE that's um, going on for 10 years, 10 years. And it's called the Saudi Vision 2030. I'm assuming it's 10 years from that point on. So... Uh, there were eight matches on the card, so let me let's let's get to the matches. Hold on for now. Hold on for one moment. Okay, Sami Zayn defeated JD McDowell by pinfall singles match. That match was nine minutes and forty seconds. I didn't really see that match. That must match must have been uh. The kickoff show, Sami Zayn should have been in the main show. He was coming up as a tag team champion, WrestleMania appearance, and now he wasn't even on the show. And his match was a as was a pre-host, like uh, something to lead up to the major show. That's to me is a fault of Sami Zayn. Um, that match lasted nine minutes and forty seconds. Um, Seth freaking Rollins. The first match on the card of the of the um, crown jewel affair, Seth Rollins defended his world title against Drew McIntyre. Now, for anybody that's aware of the storyline with Drew McIntyre, basically just came back. He had just lost his shot at the Intercontinental title, and now he was challenging Seth Rollins for the world title. And let me tell you about something. Drew McIntyre has now just turned over and now he has joined the Judgment Day. But this was before the Judgment Day um, shift. Um, Drew McIntyre gave a good performance in this match. Really trying to get the title away from Seth Rollins. Really targeting his back woes and whatnot. Seth Rollins was able to persevere. Um, hit him with the pedigree and then hit him with the curb stump and ending the match in under 20 minutes. It was for the world title. The next match, Rhea Ripley um, defeats Nia Jack, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Bilser, and Zoe Starks by pinfall. 
the fatal it was called it was dubbed the fatal five-way match for the world for the women's world championship that match lasted 11 minutes and five seconds now i wasn't into the match per se i just i didn't enjoy i did not enjoy it especially i don't like nia Jax. i think there was some stuff i read about her and to me she just rubs me off the wrong way i just don't like her I just didn't, I didn't find the five-way match interesting. I think it was just too gimmicky over the top. It just, it just really didn't appeal to me whatsoever. In fact, I didn't really remember how the match ended. I think I saw a highlight where she was able to, where Rhea Ripley did her finisher on five wrestlers combined together and get the pinfall. I don't know that's what they were going for, but it, it just didn't appeal to me at all. So, yeah. Solo Sokoa defeats John Cena by pinfall single match. This match was 16 minutes and 10 seconds. Now, it has come to my attention that John Cena has not won a match in WWE for many, many years. Now, I'm trying to understand that. How was that possible? Now, I heard about doing the favors for wrestlers, but damn, Vince McMahon and Triple H are really making John Cena do the favors for other wrestlers i mean let's be honest if john cena wins this match against solo sokoa it really buries solo big time and john cena doesn't need to win he's in hollywood so it makes no sense for him to win this match it really benefits solo because it he could use it as a platform to could to catapult himself to the next level and Solo is really showcasing that he has the ability to be a really good singles wrestler, a properly a main event wrestler. And that's the idea, you know, that with this match. This match was really used as an angle to really showcase his skill level in the ring in one-on-one -on -one combat outside of Roman Reigns. So I definitely give this match a really good applause. I enjoyed it a lot, and, you know, John Cena definitely just doing the favors, you know, wrestlers back then weren't there to do the favors for him, and um, now he's getting, now he's saying, you know what, I'm changing the culture, and I'm doing the favors, so that's what he's doing right now, he did it for Solo Sokoa, so it was a good match, I enjoyed it, uh, Logan Paul defeated Rey Mysterio by pinfall, this was a singles match and it was for the United WWE United States Championship. The match lasted 17 minutes and 55 seconds. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the acrobatic moves in the air. Logan Paul doing uh, uh, my God, a suplex slash cross body in the air. I don't sometimes I don't understand Logan Paul. Why does he do what he does? These death defying moves, these stunts are so dangerous. And I tell people this. People keep assuming wrestling is fake. I've been to live WWE shows. I've seen this in person. It is. There is nothing fake about it. This is dangerous as fuck. I'm going to say it again. This is dangerous as fuck. This is a stunt show. This is a live stunt show. Yes, they choreographed their moves. Yes, they rehearsed their spots. They have to. They need to rehearse their spots because this shit is fucking dangerous. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This is dangerous. So this match was very, very over the top. 
uh, with acrobatic abilities and moves. And I was just like, whoa, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. So overall, I like I enjoyed the match, but uh, Logan Paul, he needs to tone down. He needs to tone down the 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 the, the death-defying moves. It's just wild for me. It's, it makes me nervous when I watch him wrestle. But I enjoyed the match either way. EO Sky defeats Bianca Belair by pinfall singles match for the WWE Women's Championship. Now I enjoy this match. Earlier, I not I did not enjoy the world title match, but this WWE Women's Title match, I enjoyed a lot. Io Sky, she remind me of a of a female version of Jeff Hardy. The moves, the acrobatic moves, the 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 grace in the ring, and Bianca Belair is to me she's just big time. She's just full of energy, full of charisma. The hairstyle, it just. Her wrestling ability, the way she handles the mic, her entrance into the ring, is she, she got she has a total package. And Eo Sky, she's quiet, she doesn't say much, but her wrestling ability does the talking. And there's a reason why Eo Sky is the WWE Women's Champion. She she earns it by by any means necessary. She's just that nice. She's just that good in the ring. And Bianca Belair really did the favors for her by making sure she got over as the WWE Women's Champion. If she was like a Hulk Hogan back in the day, a person like Io Sky probably would not have been the champion. But think, luckily, we are in a different era, and wrestlers like Bianca Belair will do the favors to put someone else over instead of herself to get the keep the business going and making sure that the vision has strong strong characters because honestly wwe is character based driven so if you don't have strong characters you lose interest the audience lose interest and you need to keep the audience interest in the product and bianca belair and eo sky's match at crown jewel really did that in 16 minutes and 35 seconds it was a good match Cody Rhodes defeats Damian Priest by pinfall. Single match, 11 minutes and 5 seconds. Now, this match, to me, just felt like it was just put together. It was like an opponent for Cody Rhodes, and it was an opponent for Damian Priest. They just had to be in the show. I love Cody Rhodes' entrance. I love the, the montage he does for Bret Hart when he gave away his uh, his weight belt. I mean, you know a fan's going to be collecting that. going to be holding on to that. Um, the match itself was pretty dope. But it wasn't great to my standards of a Cody Rhodes match. But nonetheless, it was just something that was just there in the card. And you just enjoy it because, you know, hey, it's Cody Rhodes. And I like Cody Rhodes. He has a great he has great personality, great charisma. And he just knows how to horn in and really try to move the product. So um, I enjoyed the match. Next one, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defeats LA Knight by pinfall. Now, looking at the main event, this was 20 minutes and 5 seconds. This was for the WWE Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Now, this match, LA Knight, he has a combination of Stone Cold and, most importantly, The Rock. His, his style leans more towards The Rock. You almost felt at times LA Knight wants to do the people's elbow. And I think The Rock should give LA Knight the people's elbow as his fin as one of his finishers because it's almost like LA Knight, you know, his style, his mannerisms, 
it resembles The Rock in a lot of ways. And I think LA Knight would benefit if he had the people's elbow added into his arsenal. And the way he's over with the crowd, because it's very important to get over with the crowd. If the crowd doesn't believe your character, if the crowd don't believe what you're selling, they're not cheering for you. They're not saying anything. And the crowd was definitely cheering in that match. And Roman Reigns, that's very tactical, um, very grinded out type of rep, evil heel in the match. He really was able to really move the chain along throughout the match. So you enjoy that aspect of it. Roman Reigns really playing his heel character all the way through. He, right now, he's enjoying a historic reign over um, 1,170 days as the undisputed champion. I think they they want to try to have him go over Hulk Hogan as the number two in the company. We'll see how long that'll last. Let's see if he'll make it there. We'll definitely, definitely see. Definitely see. Um, I enjoyed the match. I don't think it was a great match, but I I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the crowd participation into the match. I mean, WWE clearly is pushing Roman Reigns to have the longest title reign in recent memory in WWE history. Overall, that was my view and my take of Crown Jewel. If you want to watch the replay, it's on the WWE Network or on the Peacock streaming app. Download it, please. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BK Train Map Podcast Experience. Peace, love, always. Wait, before I go, I would give the pay-per-view a B. I would score it a B, above average. It has entertaining matches, and it has, it has it's not so entertaining matches. But overall, it was above average pay-per-view, and that's why I graded a B. Now, again, thank you for listening to this um, podcast by BKJ Mac TV. Peace, love, always one.